This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. I am Cam here on Calling All Workers, the radio show for unions, about unions, by union people. So you may know me from other such shows as Palmy Pride, but today I'm here with Unions Manawatu. And I have a special guest. That's right, you are special, the wonderful Andy Loops. Kia ora whanau. <laughs> Kia ora. Kia ora. How are you doing? I am fabulous. Wonderful. Fabulous. Welcome to the show on Unions. Oh, cheers. This room does look a bit familiar. Yeah. Oh, we, are, yes. we, we do host Palmy Pride here yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're on Palmy Pride too. Oh, that's right. It's yes. me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So just going to start off our little Q&A session. Are you a union member? Oh, tough decision. Tough, tough decision. questions. Uh, no, I'm not. You're not. I'm not a union member. I have no. looked at it. Uh, I did fill out the paperwork. I just did not send it in. Oh, oh, you can't, oh, you bra- oh, oh, I don't know what to say. I'm devastated. Devastated. That's all right. We'll get you, we'll get you signed up. We'll get you signed up to the PSA in no time. The, the PSA? P, PSA, Public Service Association? Yeah, beautiful. I believe they uh, look after the NGOs and uh, council-controlled entities. That's great. Well, I do service the public. So. Yes, Yes. Yes. Uh, so I also hear you're a. You have two jobs. One during the day and one in the evening. Oh, I was like, well, currently three, but soon to change. And then, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I have a day job, but I also sometimes do some evening work. Evening work, excellent. That makes would- me sound <laughs> like a night worker. <laughs> What do you do for evening work? Um, so I work in the entertainment industry uh, part time. Um, I'm a drag queen. A drag queen, excellent, excellent. Who's your favourite drag queen? I have so many. I have so many. Um, American, probably like Ginger Minge, um, Coco Peru. Uh, there's quite a few. Um, English. English ones, there are some that you probably haven't heard of. Um, I love Lily Savage. Uh, Miss Jason, love Miss Jason. Um, yeah, there's there's a few. There's a few. Excellent. So uh, on on that note, which is, is great, so that's obviously Drag Queen, part of the Rainbow uh, community, which is uh, my element I bring to the uh, union circles. I also represent, as you know, uh, I don't know, um, my union, first union, uh, at the Council of Trade Unions on the Out at Work Group. Uh, and so part of that is we look after uh, things that directly affect or relate to rainbow people in their workforces. Cool. So how do you find being gay and in the workforce? 
With my day job. With your day job. Um, so currently really, really good. I work for, uh, at the moment I work for two different places, uh, soon to be one, um, but both of those places. So shout out to, to Manua, um, which is council run, but also to Cafe Royal and Square Edge. Um, both really, really pro LGBTQ, um, positive about the community, uh, quick to take up any concerns, um, I at one point went to a somebody had made a comment um, at Manawa, um, which was unappreciated. I spoke to a manager; they said just tell them directly that you didn't appreciate that comment, which I did, um, and it was sorted. Um, yeah, somebody had used the the uh, dead named somebody. Oh yes, we don't. Um, which and if you're not aware of what that is, it's when uh, say there is a trans person. And someone's phone is ringing in the background. Uh, so there's a trans person there, and they've uh, instead of using the preferred name, they've used the the name that the person was previously known as, um, which is not um, it's not good. You don't. It's just something you don't do. Um, a staff member had done that, and I was told to directly speak to the staff member and just tell them that. Yeah. So Tamanua and Cafarial both um, really really positive. I have been in some not so positive environments with in reference to the LGBTQ stuff as well. Um, yeah, but you just have to chug along with it um, and take every day as you can. Excellent. So would you would you – so tell us about the negative experience. I think that's kind of important. Um, so I have worked in a place that shall remain nameless. Yes, where, you don't have to name any. Yeah, uh, or name – or managers or anyone like that. Um, I – a comment was made about AIDS uh, one day in a certain environment that I was working in, um, and it was a comment that shouldn't have been made. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I jumped on it straight away. Um, and so that was how I'd sort of dealt with that. I've previously been pulled aside for different things. Uh, I had a a manager slash owner at one point told me that gay people didn't look good with stubble, which is a really, <laughs> so, so, really weird. So I, it, I hadn't shaved for a couple of days. Um, I was working behind the scenes, yeah. Um, but I was told that gay people didn't look good with stubble. <laughs> Sorry, didn't look good with stubble? Yeah. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> um, I have been pulled aside for uh, – I was uptown one day. There was a, another staff member uptown, a younger staff member – who was slightly feminine, but I had seen them uptown. We got chatting. It was decided that we'd go for a coffee. Another staff member had seen us uptown, um, and it got reported back to management that I was having coffee with this this younger person who could possibly have been a gay male. We weren't sure. Turns out he wasn't. He was straight, slightly feminine. Um, But I got hauled up for that. Um, Yeah, just incidences like that where... Had it been a straight person who had done that, it wouldn't have even been a thing. Wouldn't have even been on the radar. I wouldn't have yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, prime example, uh, there was a, it's hospitality. So there was a chef and there was a receptionist. Uh, the receptionist was much younger, hooked up with the chef. It was well known within the staff. As far as I know, no one was pulled aside for that. Yet, here's me in town Casually see a, an, another staff member, we go and have a coffee in a public area. Yeah. 
I, I get pulled up that. for it. Um, that, things like that. And, and another incident, I had a, a, a staff member messaging me. Um, a younger staff member started texting me. Next thing you know, I get pulled up for it. Yet it was that staff member that started texting me. There was, had it happened with straight people, it probably wouldn't have been a been an issue. No. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say that's improved over time? Like through, you know, like if we if we look at how we're progressing in terms of rainbow community and mainstream and stuff we're actively working on, it's so, improving so, in workplaces? So going back to my first, 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 first job, um, working for the Warehouse Group, yes. um, a lot of things happened and were said back then that wouldn't be said now. Yep. And thank goodness for that. So I'd say things have changed. Um, I think people are becoming a bit more open and a bit more wiser and onto it. Um, but I still think that there's attitudes out there that need to change. Um, but as someone bluntly put it, not so long ago, the ones who won't change their attitudes are getting older and they won't be with us much longer. <laughs> I've worded it a bit nicer. Yeah. Um, I think it was said they'll be dead soon, um, but basically, yeah, it's it's a lot. People are a lot more accepting now than they were thirty years ago, but that still doesn't mean to say that we haven't got a long way to go. So you so you'd say you'd feel safer in the workplace. I do, but I think that's also specifically because of where I work and yeah. currently. Um, yeah, I mean, when you work with the general public. Anything can happen, <laughs> uh, but I, but I do, but I do yes. feel a, a, a heck of a lot safer. Um, and to have businesses and organisations actually promote um, the community is, is really, really good. Tamana is a big, big advocate for that. Um, so Malgra has been sort of opened with warm arm, uh, open arms, warm arms, um, which is really, really good. Uh, we sell stock there. Malgra sells stock there. We have rainbow badges. Our staff are constantly, um, it seems to be that there are more and more from the rainbow community popping up, which is great. So have you had any any positive or negative experiences working in any places because you're gay, not from the staff members but from public? Um, so I've had people approach me um, in regards to uh, they're possibly having a, a queer relative that wasn't quite comfortable with coming out. Um, so because I'm so out in the public and people know, um, specifically I guess because of the drag stuff as well, people will come up to me and say, oh, you know, my um, my son's having issues coming out or my daughter's having issues coming out or, um, you know, our niece or nephew has, has come out as trans and how do we cope with that and how do we interact with and who can we contact which is really really good um, so that would I guess be the positives um, I haven't really seen any negatives of recent um, but then I think the negatives sometimes you just have to just let it wash over you and, and, and try not to react too much. I mean, maybe challenge those those ones who are questioning. Um, I know that we did an event recently at Tamanua and we had someone message into Tamanua and say that they weren't impressed that uh, we were doing drag story time. Yes. 
I won't name that person on air. They could be listening, I don't know. Um, but the response from Tamanua and the backing from Tamanua and Malgra was very, very positive. Um, the fact that all of our staff are police checked is, is one thing. <laughs> but also the fact that we've run these events before and, and drag queens can interact with children and it can be okay. Life will still go on. Life goes on. And that's the sort of norm I think we want to have within our communities, don't we? That just that yeah. this is a different art form. Yeah. And that that's just normal. I think the fact that that comment came from a member of our community made it a bit harder to um, understand kind of thing. Um, but then, I mean, you're always going to come across some bigoted people out in the community and that's just how life is. And I think sometimes um, – like the same Priscilla, you know, let it toughen you up. <laughs> let it toughen you up because there's always going to be someone out there critiquing or having a moan because you're doing something. Yes. So, I mean, obviously, I mean, in my involvement with unions, part of what we do in terms of collective bargaining and, and as a union as a whole is make the workplaces safer and more inclusive for all people, regardless of um, gender orientation. I mean, our collective agreements generally don't specifically stipulate any of that. It's just given that you are in person, you are employed to do a job. It's, it's a human right. You just go to work and do your job. Yeah. And so p- part of what we're, as, as a lot of other rainbow groups are doing, and certainly the CTU uh, and out at work is obviously we've put submissions in for the um, births, deaths and marriages amendment bill and the conversion therapy ban. Yeah. Um, because obviously part of part of our mantra for that is people should be able to come to work and present how they wish how they how they yeah how exactly they, how they feel how they feel yeah. how they wish without any any worry um which I is, think I think part of that as well is like I've had a a conversation with an older staff member so they're probably in their 50s to 60s who didn't quite understand why we were getting pronouns put on the end of emails Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and why there were pronoun badges around um, around the museum for sale and that sort of thing. And so I had to sort of explain to them a bit more about that. And then I said, look, you know, easiest thing I can do is probably get you a pamphlet. So I got him a pamphlet and he read it. He read the first page and he sat there and he went, oh, I'm going to have to come back to that because he hadn't realised. So I think it's that education of it's all fine and good. You know, you've got your 20, 20 to 30-year-olds or – 18 to 30-year-olds who kind of know some of the stuff will know all of it. Yeah. But you've also got an older generation who have been not around that kind of stuff, so trying to explain that to other... So integrating it, we need to probably integrate more, I think? Yeah, yeah, and just become a bit more... Um, so one of the staff members, the their partner, uh, didn't identify as male or female. And I was asked about how we would, oh, you know, I'm not too sure. If, and you just sort of have to, yeah, you have to just calmly say to the person, it's okay. Like <laughs> they and them is the term we would use or, uh, yeah. So would you say there's a there's a challenge or, or an area that unions could work on to improve the the rainbow relationships in workplaces? Maybe find a way to get some information out there to certain organisations or workplaces. Um, 
Tupano is this our staff are employed through the council. Yes, I guess. Um, so maybe working with the councils would be a good, you know, working with those big organisations to help get that information out there in an easy to understand manner for people would probably be a good thing. Um, I think that's also part of local organisations like Malgra, for example, that we still need to pump that information out, inside out, those kind of ones, um, but to make the information easy to understand. To have someone read one page and go, oh, I don't have to come back to that, um, is great because they're reading it and, and it's going to take a bit for them to process, but clearly that one page has just... Isn't... Yeah. Might be a bit too much to take on, yeah. So thank you. Switching back to your, your night job. Your, sorry, don't say night job. My night job. Switching back to, to my to job in entertainment. Entertainment. How, how do you see that as, as changing in terms of the rainbow community for what we, for what we do within the, the community sector of the rainbow as a whole? Where do you see, how do you see drag? So drag's becoming a bit more mainstream now. Um, so you've got ones like uh, RuPaul and, and that whole – that whole plethora of because there is so much happening there, it is just crazy. <laughs> um, I think we're moving out of just working in gay bars. Um, I know that pretty much all of my gigs used to be in gay bars, yeah. uh, whereas now I'm getting booked for Christmas functions, um, weddings, um, just a, a ton of really cool stuff, uh, shop openings, um, just trying to think of other Christmas parades. All those kind of things. Um, I think because it's an art form, it comes back to that thing of people need to start paying for what it's worth as well. Yeah. So you're not just doing 50 bucks a gig um, because there is time. Yes, you might be on stage for that short amount of time, but you're also doing the prep work behind the scenes. You're getting your costume ready. You're rehearsing. You're learning words. There's at least an hour in makeup. I take probably an hour and a half to do my makeup. I know queens that will take two hours. You still need to pay for that stuff as well, and, and that's and that's an interesting as, as well as the cost of the makeup, but the time. So, and it's that thing of charging for yourself as well. So it's always hard for someone to say to you, "What is your time worth?" Yeah, for you to work that out. And I, I, it's taken me. 20 years in the industry. I've I've been doing drag for 20 years. Um, it started off shockingly. Um, <laughs> some of my makeup, some of my looks were horrific. But over time I've built that up. So it's taken me 20 years to get to where I am today. But it's also taken 20 years for me to go, well, how much am I charging for... And you don't get paid straight away. The first few years you probably don't make anything. You probably lose on it. But you persevere at it, and how much do you charge? Yeah. I now have a little system to work out how much I charge, and that is my secret. But I also know there is a big thing about don't undercharge for yourself because that ruins the industry. And yes. then people expect to get stuff for free or for low cost. And, and I mean, that, that takes us back to the, that whole notion of what unions are about. And, I mean, I know there's a um, – Because I don't think there's like a – like a pay, I don't think there's like a diagram that says no. in the first five years of drag you'll earn no. this, in the no. first and ten years you'll earn because it's you're considered self-employed. It's up to you to to pick your rates and charge for your rates. Whereas if I know if I went into my work uh, and I had to spend three hours preparing for a presentation, 
that would be paid on the company time. Yeah. Whereas yeah. for you, it, it's it's not, and I think that's what people need to remember and, is that and there it is takes, actually prep time that you have to charge for an accountant to yeah. To and make I'm going to say it, it takes balls to go out there and say I'm worth X amount of money. Um, I know drag queens that will charge fifteen hundred for you know a, a couple of hours for for a night. Yeah, but it, it's I mean I I did a quote up the other day for someone and they said oh you know we want to book you for this how much is going to cost. Um, please be gentle. And I thought to myself, well, no, you're still going to get charged the same amount that I would charge out for, you know, I have a base rate and then I put. And the thing is, when we go, when employees go to an employer and go, we want a pay increase, uh, we only want 1% and they go, oh. You, you know, like it's the same The same principle is it's like they're, they're doing that to employees and that's part of what the unions are trying to yeah. to do is to, to stop so my has been the, the two jobs that I'm in currently, um, I've both been in both those jobs for two years. I started them roughly about the same time. Yeah, both of those two jobs have given me slight pay increases in two years. I worked in the same job for sixteen years. The pay increases in that were very limited compared to, and and it was hospitality orientated. Yes, big you know big company, big organisation. Um, yet the pay increases were quite different, yet I'm in two, I guess, both hospitality, but one more so. Um, and, the, you know, there was a pay increase, there was a bonus, there was a... And I'm, and I'm just going to... And, and it actually makes you want to... Like, I'm leaving that, that particular job at the moment, but I'm gutted because that is a really good job. And to be treated like that is really, really I, – I appreciate it because you feel and, wanted. And so so that almost indicates that they're paying a, well, I'd say, a living wage. Yeah, that close you're able to. to. Very, um, very close to. But that is their goal as well. And, but, uh, but also to be given bonuses of, hey, we went out and we got, got you guys some vouchers to go and get haircuts. Or, hey, um, we had this. We, we thought of you. Here you go. It's it's just a beautiful thing. It's just really nice to be well uh, to be thought of like that. And those businesses are still running today, aren't they? Yeah. You know, so it can be can be achievable in hospitality and and other industries to be paid decent, paid fairly, looked after. And that's the thing as well. Hospitality. You know, there's how many cafes around, how many restaurants around. Yeah. It is a hard industry, but for the staff, it is hard. I don't know what it's like for the owners, for the managers, but for the staff, it can be really, really difficult um, when you've got customers critiquing you, especially this time of, you know, after we've been through so much. If you want to stand there and moan that you have to wear a mask from your car to sit down in a cafe, really sorry, think about the staff who have to wear it for seven hours. Yes. Seven and a half hours of wearing a mask. Anyway, sorry, I digress. No, no, but Went the, on a little rant there. But that is exactly what, what unions are there for, is, is to protect the the employees and, and to keep them safe and, and advocate for them when they can't. And often often a lot I see a lot of our most vulnerable people are in key jobs like retail, hospitality, yeah. food and service workers. Both, both of these business organisation and business um, that I currently work for Amazing over over COVID, over lockdown. Um, Tamanua constant messages saying, "Hey, how you doing? You okay? Is there anything we can do for you? Do you need anything?" 
Um, same with the cafe, you know, like, hey, how's everything going? You know, to be when you're off work for that amount of time with a lockdown, but you still have your managers and, and staff messaging saying how's everything going um, or Zoom meetings. Yeah. I mean, none of us like Zoom meetings. No, but no. You know, and, and one thing I think I've picked up from this as well is that they they just treat you like a normal person. Yeah. And that's how it should be. Um, I know in the cafe uh, up behind the counter we have a ra- little rainbow flag. I had said to the owner, um, who was my boss, uh, this is what I'd like to do. Do you have a problem with that? He said, no, no, that's fine. Um, if anything, he was he encouraged it. Yeah. So we put it up there. Um, that's where we constantly hold our drag bingos. So um, what would you say it means to someone who goes into a place and sees just a little rainbow flag up? So I had this discussion with, with our current manager who wanted to put it on the front till, right in front of people, right in their faces. Ah. And I said, I would much rather have it up there because if you're a 16-year-old queer person who comes in with their family and sees it on the counter, you get a bit iffy, you get a bit intense, you don't know how to react. If you see it up on a shelf just behind the counter, still visible, but clearly makes it feel like a queer-friendly cafe – you feel a bit more relaxed, a bit more at ease. Um, the amount of LGBTQ people that we have coming into the cafe is amazing and, um, and it's, because they feel that it's a safe space. And it's probably one of those ones. If you don't know that it's the, the gay pride flag, you're just going to go, oh, it's a rainbow flag. Yeah, yeah. And but that's, if you and that's associate thing, with it. And that's the thing that we have at Tamanawa with the gay pride flags that are around. We have pride flags for sale. We sell pride stock in the shop. We have badges up on the counter. And a lot of the kids just see the badges as, oh, cute, it's a little rainbow. Or, hey, there's a little rainbow sloth or a rainbow kitty, that kind of thing. Um, whereas some of the parents know what it's for. And we do have a lot of people specifically coming in who will make a beeline for the flags or a beeline for the – Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, so that's, that just is so warming to hear that there are actually places out there. And I hope that people listening to this just have a little, little hope that – you know, whilst we're making small little changes out there in the world, that that people are that there are it's, people from our community in workplaces that having good experiences, and that the bad experiences shouldn't be the normal. And if you are having bad experiences, reach out to someone, reach out to your delegate, your manager, a friend, get some help and support. It's like um, just to name another business, Munch Munch Cafe on Broadway. Um, they have a little rainbow flag, like a little sticker on the window. And you see it when you walk in, um, and it gives me chills every time I see it. It makes me all, all warm and fuzzy. But a lot of people might just overlook at it. Some, you know, some queer people might go, oh, cool, that's, you know. It's that thing. You just identify with it. Um, I remember the first time we had rainbow flag flying from the Square Edge building. Yes. Um, warm fuzzies is, is what you felt. Uh, the same when it was on top of the library. That yes. kind of, it's that sort of thing. Um, I'm pretty sure Bruce McKenzie's had a little queer section for a while, um, and I know that they sell a lot of queer books there, and it's that kind of thing where you just see it and you go, oh, you know, it just makes you feel accepted. Fantastic. So that is all we have time for today. Uh, Did I waffle? I feel that I waffled. No, it's, it's good because I, I do want the message to get out there to people that there there is hope and if you do get stuck with whatever um, diversity issue you have in the workplace that people can help you. There are people out there um, and the supports 
Um, and sometimes it's a case of you do need to be an advocate for some workplaces. You may only be the only person there, but you've still got to stamp out that behaviour because if you don't stand up for it and we don't stand up for it, it will keep happening and it will make places unsafe and that's not what unions are about and it's not what we want for our workplaces. I think the other thing as well is you can always um, tag in with other LGBTQ members. I know for Tamanua we actually have a group that says out at Tamanua. Awesome. Um, or it might be Rainbow at Tamanua. And there's only about four or five of us in it, but anything crops up where we're a bit iffy, we just jump on and go, hey, what do you think about, hey, we need to change this, we'll do that. Exactly. Yeah. Just little things. Um, so, yeah, so so thank you for coming along and sharing your workplace rainbow experiences. That's good right. and the bad. If you do want to know more, you can keep an eye out for my memoirs, uh, Ruby Dix, uh, the memoirs, um, in bookstores soon. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And so we've got time for one song that we're going to uh, fit in, uh, and it's going to be, it's, I love it, it's going to be by Romanowski and Phillips, and it, it is called When Homosex- when Heterosexism Strikes. So, so appropriate. So I just want to thank everybody for listening to me today. You have been listening to Cam and Andy here on Calling All Workers, show for unions, about unions. Bye. Bye. On MPR. Thank you. And the union is made to stand up and stand by our union. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.